0: Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Hello. So glad you joined us today we've got to some wonderful things we're going to share from the scripture. I'm going to continue on with our thought on removing limitations that we have in our life towards God's covenant that he's given us and how that he's redeemed us from the curse of the law through Jesus Christ, his sacrifice on the cross. And so many people don't know of that full sacrifice and how he redeemed us from condemnation and brought freedom into our life in so many ways. And And so um, last time I was with you, we talked about the spiritual aspect of taking those limitations off and what God can and will do in your life if you allow him to do that. So we're going to continue on with that. And uh, I want to pray before we do. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your rich word to come forth today. Thank you for feeding us. We are your sheep. We are your lambs. And we receive from you this day, I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to speak directly where people are, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Today, we're going to pick back up again uh, on talking about removing limitations on your emotional well-being. And in the day that we live in, there are more people that have mental challenges, mental breakdowns, uh, just can't function in life the way that they need to. But do you know that Jesus, through his sacrifice, made a way for us emotionally? He did, mentally. He did. And he wants to bring peace in the middle of a mess. And he can sure do it. I want to read you a scripture as I'm starting to talk about this. Now, I want you to listen as I read. It This is Jesus, okay? And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book... He found the place where it was written. Jesus was familiar with the Word of God. Can you imagine that on these scrolls? It wasn't like we could open up our Bible the way that we do now. But he knew on those scrolls, he knew where um, he wanted to go. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, this is Jesus talking. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Why? Because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. You know, I'm so glad that God wants the poor, the needy, if you will, the needy people to receive from Him. He was anointed to help needy people. I don't know about you, but I'm needy. I really am. And I thank God for that anointing that comes flows from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to help me in my life. Not just sometimes, but all the time. And then, you know, there are times that we just get in in a fix. And we're backed up against the wall. God's anointing is there. His Word, His Holy Spirit, and the ministry that takes place through His people in the earth will help us and bring this preached word, this gospel. And then he says, and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Let me tell you, Jesus cares about the brokenhearted. There are things that happen in life. I've been so broken at times. I didn't feel like I could ever uh, be healed of that. Of the brokenness that was in my life. Some of you. You're in that situation right now. You are so broken. You're devastated. But I'm going to tell you. Jesus. And the anointing. That flows down from Jesus. Comes. To heal. The brokenhearted. And see he doesn't leave you. In that situation where you're broken. I can say in my own life. I still have memories. I still have. Um, times of thinking about the brokenness, but I don't go back there and I don't camp out around the brokenness. I look at God's Word and how Jesus healed me of my broken, broken heart. He healed me and He'll heal you of your broken heart. I'm not talking about next week, next year, 10 years. I'm talking about now. It's time to get God's Focused promises into your life. Let them come in. Let them in. Sometimes we put up barriers that keep him out. This anointing that comes through, just like me reading this word right now. If the devil tries to put that barrier up, you just say no to it. And you receive God's word. Just say it. I receive healing from my broken heart. And you know what? God... We'll do it. And, and broken brokenheartedness has to do with those who are emotionally crushed. Emotionally crushed. And see, when I talk about this scripture and how he heals the brokenhearted, those that have been emotionally crushed, he heals them. He raises them up. How does he do that? I do not know. It's by supernatural power and his anointing that he does it. We just need to get out of the way and believe what he said and trust him to do it in our life. That's our job, faith and trust. That's our job and allow him to do it. And so then when you say those words, Lord, I receive your healing from broken heartedness. I receive, you know, from this emotional crushing that's been in my life, then don't go back and pick it up and start talking about it again. You talk about God's redemption from the curse of the law, which is what this is. And then he goes on to say, to preach deliverance to the captive. Maybe you need to be delivered. You need to be delivered from the powers of hell. You need to get saved. You need to be delivered from bad habits and all that. People can get you know, get saved, and then they get back into things. God can bring deliverance into your life. Or if you've never known the Lord, He can bring deliverance into your life. But how did this deliverance come? It came as Jesus preached the Word of God deliverance came. And that's why it's important for you to hear the preaching of the Word, just like today, just like, you know, when you go to church on Sunday. And if you don't go to church, get in church. You need to be in church. I listen to messages that other um, great ministers preach. I listen to it because I want my spirit fed. I want this deliverance that the Word of God can bring into my life. Uh, and sometimes we don't even know what we need to be delivered from. We can need to be delivered from worry and all kinds of things. And you know what? God can deliver you from worry. Worry is a sin. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know it for a long time either, but it is because when you worry, you don't trust God. Did you know it? Amen. Okay, and then it says deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. He wants you to be able to see. Now, I do believe that Jesus can heal blind people. I do. But I also believe that He can heal people that cannot see the truth if they'll receive from Him and uh, allow these limitations to be removed. I believe that He can open blinded eyes I once was blind, but now I see. That's the, the gospel message, isn't it? So many people, I don't believe in Jesus. That doesn't work. You know, uh, I don't believe in heaven and hell. Well, you may not believe it, but it's real. And people go there every day to heaven or hell when they leave this earth. And so, you know, what we have to do is we have to get sight from God. And here it says, that he gives sight to the blind. It can come through him. It comes through the Holy Spirit moving, working, convicting you. And then you begin to see. Even there's truths in the Bible. I remember when I was born again and knew, knew God in that way. But there's so many truths from the Bible that I did not know. I did not know. And I thought, well, that's not God. When somebody would, you know, say or, do something. And I found out when I started reading the Bible, they were exactly right. I was the one that couldn't see. So God gives sight. Amen. Uh, And then said at liberty, those that are bruised. And this has to do, those that are bruised, it has to do with those who uh, are broken because of the calamities of life. And we all have, and I've never seen a time like today where there were so many calamities. I've never seen a day like today. And, um, you know, uh, this bruising that the scripture talks about. Bruises, sometimes you can't see what exactly happened. You've just got a bruise on the surface where you were hit. Something happened. You know, you got that bruise that shows. So you know something happened. But there's no no knowledge for other people looking at you of the depth of the brokenness because of the calamities that have happened in your life. See, Jesus came to... uh, to heal those who have been bruised and broken because of the calamities of life. Things that have happened to them. Children today have to go through so much. Parents abandon them, you know, abuse them and so many things. But I'm, I'm telling you, you don't have to stay in that state. I, I, I hate it. I hate that's where some people are. But you can rise up from that through the anointing of Jesus because He has provided emotional well being for you. And you can bounce back in life. You can do it. But lay hold of His covenant, lay hold of His promises, and allow the limitations that you've got in your life, the the bar that has been laid in your life. Well, you were a victim, you were abused. You were this. You, you know, uh, your spouse cheated on you. What, whatever it is, and so that bar has been laid, and you can never go beyond this. You can go beyond that, and do it, and do it today. And and so when I, I talk about removing these limitations, that's exactly what I'm talking about spiritually, and then here for your emotional well-being, you lay hold of His promises and you take them as your own and don't settle for anything less amen so important then we have limitations in our physical well-being and what do i mean by that i mean that isaiah 53 in the old testament prophesied what jesus was going to do and the bible says he bore our sicknesses. He carried our diseases. It talks about pain and grief, and it is that, but if you look those words up in Isaiah 53, it means sickness and disease. And so it's prophesying of what Jesus would do. What did Jesus do when he was on the earth? He went about healing. He went about healing. The Bible says doing good and healing, so he does good things. And he healed the people, anybody that came to him. He would, And there was that expectation when they came to him that they were going to be healed. And so we have that same covenant promise. If you look at Deuteronomy 28, uh, uh, the, the curse, it names the curse there. And it talks about every sickness and every disease that even isn't named is a curse. Sickness, I've heard people say, well, God put this on me. Uh, to teach me. God put this on me uh, so that people could see the Lord's goodness. No, you've been redeemed from sickness and disease. I know people get sickness and I know they have disease. I've dealt with things just like you have in your body. I believe in doctors, but I also look to Jesus. He is the great physician. He is the great healer. Even when I go to the doctor, they have limited knowledge. Now, God has shown them, uh, you know, magnificent things to help Mankind, and I'm very thankful for that. But there is supernatural healing that comes through Jesus Christ, and so we receive it. And uh, then First Peter two twenty four, uh, and I don't have time to turn there, but when you look there, you see um, uh, Peter stating what um, is said in Isaiah fifty three, and that is by Jesus' stripes we were healed. And Peter is looking back also to Calvary. At that time, before Jesus went to the cross, they beat him. It was a severe beating. And Isaiah said uh, that his visage was more marred. This is the way King James says it, than any man. In other words, he was beaten uh, so badly that he didn't even look like a man. And through that process, he took stripes upon his back that we could be healed. And Peter says, by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. It's paid for. It's a past tense. It's part of of uh, the blessing of God, the freedom and release from condemnation of sickness and disease. And you say, well, I know uh, so-and-so and they're a very good Christian and they didn't get healed. I, I know that too. I understand that. But that doesn't stop me from looking at the Bible and and accepting and receiving this covenant and removing limitations from my life. You can't live for other people. And, and we have to have faith and we have to believe for ourselves. And so that's what we can do. You know, Jesus redeemed us. Listen to this Psalms 103. It talks about remembering his benefits, that he forgives you of all sin. And listen to this he heals you of all diseases. All diseases. Healing belongs to the Christian, to the born again person. And the more I read the Bible, the more convinced I am. And it says he delivers you from destruction. He'll deliver you from it. So we need to agree with God and say what God says. That's so important. Life and death are in the power. Now listen, life and death are in the power. Well, it's in the power of something else that I don't have control over. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. You can speak life over yourself, life over your situation, or you can speak death, or we could say you could speak the curse over your own life. I'm agreeing with God. I'm going to let my lips... Say, and I'm not perfect and neither will you be, but we need to make a decision and we need to think God's thoughts, what he says in the Bible, and that's what needs to come out of our mouth, even though the devil would try, uh, you know, to put other thoughts in. Now, and I I just have a little bit of time here, but I'm going to finish up this teaching on removing limitations. And my fourth area is... Um, removing limitations for your provision, and this is something that there's so much misinformation, and there. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm. Sometimes I can't even fathom it how much misinformation there is. I told you when I read the Bible, I take it for what it is, and then there's so many people that will try to tell you that God doesn't. I mean, He wants you to go to heaven, and He doesn't care about the rest of it. That's not true. Yes, the main focus is getting you to heaven, your eternal life. We live such a short time here on the earth, but eternity is going to go on forever and ever. So right now, on this short period of time that we have on the earth, we've got to live for God. But allow Him to bring the the blessing in. Your life. Allow Him to bring that in. You remember when we were reading about the blessing in Deuteronomy. What did it say? He said, I'll bless you coming in. I'll bless you going out. I'll bless everything you put your hand to. Do you think... Uh, that God was doing that in the Old Testament, but it changed when we came to the New Testament? No, because the Bible says that we have a greater covenant based upon greater promises. So if we see it there, God's going to do greater things in the New Testament. God cares about your provision. He cares that You need a home to live in. He cares that you have vehicle to get you and your family around. He cares uh, about you having a storehouse or a savings or something you can draw on. He does care about those things, but don't let the devil and people talk you out of it. When I saw this, it revolutionized my life when I began to see this. You're redeemed from poverty. See, you're redeemed in your spiritual life. You're redeemed in your emotional well being. You're redeemed in your body for physical healing. And now we see you're redeemed by your provision. God's supplying your need. That's so important. Um, Your past, listen to me now, your past doesn't need to dictate your future. You may have grown up, and I've said this a lot over the years. You may have grown up, and you were in a family where, I mean... You were just poor. You you were in poverty. You didn't have very much. And my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Good people and they're suffering in that way. But when we get the knowledge like we're preaching to you today. And you see God bless them in their basket. What they had. Their billfold. What they were living out of. And he blessed their store. They were blessed coming and going. When you see that. That's what you've got to believe. That's what you've got to latch hold of, not on your past and how you grew up and all of that. You know, when I grew up, you know, we, uh, we weren't poverty stricken. We had food, clothing, provision, house, and that, but we didn't have a lot. And in those days, you know, the years uh, as I was growing up as a kid, it was so much different than it is today. Kids today, even though they would be considered in poverty. They have so much more uh, than people in other nations. Um, And they would look upon who we call those in poverty here around the world, look here, and they, they don't see poverty. So I guess that's relative. But Jesus wants to redeem us from this curse of poverty. He became a curse so that we could be blessed now, I'm not telling you that life is all only about blessings, but I'm telling you when the nitty-gritty, uh, when you get down to the bottom here, you need supply, and you know that. And today, in this world that we live in, you know, so many things are being done to, you know, to hurt people. And so we've got to, we've got to latch on, and we've got to look into this book, and we've got to believe God for our provision. I want, I want to tell you, uh, lack and scarcity, um, shortage, all of that, those are curses. And I want you to know that. But again, Look at Deuteronomy 28. Read the blessing and find out what God wants to do to you, even great in a greater measure and in a greater way. He doesn't want you to be in lack and in poverty. And faith will take you up out of that. I'm going to tell you one quick story here. But um, when I uh, was growing up, I was a child. I I want to say around 10 or 11. I don't know exactly. But I remember, as a child, you know, um, you play with your friends, and in our neighborhood there were tons of children, and we were there uh, playing one day, and um, and the children, there were four or five children in this family, and they asked me uh, to come into their house. And so I just went with them because we had gone there for a specific reason, I'm sure. And then we were going to go back out and play. But when I went in, I encountered something. And you talk about a defining moment. God did something in me as a little kid, 10 or 11 years old, that day that stays with me to this day. And God uses it in my life to minister to people and help people. I went in there and their mother was uh, lying on the sofa and she uh, was like skin and bones. I, I, I mean, I just, that image was indelibly imprinted and I saw her and I saw her wasting away and they told me that their mother had cancer. There was no hope for her. And she was there alone because her husband had to work, he had to with five children, and he had to provide for that family. And so I went in there and my heart was so touched with compassion. But then God began to move me in a different way of compassion. And they told me that they didn't have any food. They didn't have any food in the house. And here their mother is dying right before their eyes. And so that day, God did a work in my life. And I saw poverty, and I saw what poverty would do. That's not God's blessing. That's not God's blessing at all. Well, what I did was all that I could do as a kid. You know, I I don't have a job. I I don't have a savings. I don't have, um, you know, a, a paycheck. I don't have any of those things. So I went to my mother... And I told her what was going on in that home and how they didn't have anything to eat. And so she got together uh, some things and I took them over there to the children so that they could have something to eat. And there ha- something happened in me that day. And I know that God, as a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ, showed me what this curse of poverty looked like and how he wanted to do so much more. And he used me in such a little way. I mean, I took him the food over there so that they could have something to eat and not be hungry. But he showed me how in ministry that he can use me to tell people that they don't have to be under that curse of poverty. And you don't have to be under it. But just know, lack is not a blessing from the Lord. God wants to supply your need. He says that. I will supply your need according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It's not what you can see. It's not what you can do. It's what He can do. So you just allow limitations to be removed in your life in this area If the curse is there, if the curse is moved in, you allow God to take it out. You accept and receive what He did through that blessing in Deuteronomy 28. Now, these things I brought to you, and I believe if you heed them, it'll change your life. But you have to have faith, and you've got to be a doer of the Word. Father, I thank you for taking your Word and changing the lives of all who say yes to you and your promises in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.